As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. To me, being a gangster was better than being president of the United States. To me, it meant being somebody in the neighborhood that was full of nobodies. They weren't like anybody else. I mean, they did whatever they wanted. Welcome to a preview of Now Playing's bonus review podcast, Discussing Goodfellas. After a while, it got to be all normal. None of it seemed like crime. Our husbands weren't brain surgeons. They were blue-collar guys. The only way they could make extra money, real extra money, was to go out and cut a few corners. Hosted by Stuart. It's just, you know, you, it's, you're just funny. It's, it's funny, you know, the way you tell the story and everything. Jacob. He's a good earner, but he's wild. Takes too many chances. And Arnie. You're going to like this guy. He's all right. He's a good fella. He's one of us. You understand? This bonus review is available now to now playing patrons who pledge $10 or more on our Podbean page. It's your support that keeps now playing operating and putting out the free shows every Tuesday without fail for over seven years. This podcast preview contains harsh language and plot spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. So, what are you going to tell us, tough guy? My usual. Zero. Nothing. I tell you. Fuck. He says, no, you're going to tell me something today, tough guy. I said, all right, I'll tell you something. And a trope we've seen many times when they're trying to tell someone's entire life story, maybe it's not always best to start with them as a little baby. you got to give them a hook. And I think <laughs> that we start in the middle because it really is almost the exact moment that being a mobster goes from being glamorous and fun to being a really bad time. Scorsese wants us to begin selling the idea that these are lowly men. Unlike The Godfather, where we saw people at the top that were pulling the strings and making people kill at their will, these are the guys that get the strings pulled on them. They're the ones that have to go in the back of a car and stab a guy when he's not totally dead. Yeah, Joe Pesci, I might think, is low on the ladder. But you see Robert De Niro, that is a surprise that these are the guys that are going to actually have to dig a grave. But this scene ends up being really important. You just think it's a funny scene where there's a guy in the trunk and he comes to and he starts banging around and they got to go and stab him and shoot him some more. But this is going to be a pivotal moment for the whole story. I think one of the big things that makes this movie stand out is its humor. I mean, we've reviewed the three Godfather films, and you might smile here or there, like with Leave the Gun, Take the Cannoli, but it's not a funny movie. It's a drama. And here, this movie is a drama, but it's a funny movie, too. And kind of my comparative now, when I'm watching it for, I guess, just the second time start to finish, is... Wolf of Wall Street, how that was also a true story that Scorsese told in a very funny manner. When I think of Scorsese, I don't think of him as being a comedian, but he can really do comedy well. And here, the actors he has pulls that together. Yeah, I like Scorsese comedies. My favorite one of his films is still After Hours, and people really like King of Comedy as well. So it isn't what they think of him for, but I agree with you. This is a black comedy that gets mislabeled as a drama. I spend most of the time darkly laughing about all these horrible deeds, which is not to say that it's not dramatic. We can tell on the look on Ray Liotta's face as he's watching his friends take care of this body that this is not fun for him at all. 
But it is in the beginning, which is why we go back to 1955. This is what transfixed me in front of the television when I watched this for the first time. I normally don't like narration in a film. Go to that original cut of Blade Runner. But Leota, he knows how to read some lines. And it just feels like this two and a half hour awesome jazz drum solo. And I'm going with it. I'm just sucked in instantly. I love his way of telling the story. And I love the way it's done visually, too, in that... The camera's moving a lot. We're getting some well-lit shots, but then it'll just freeze as he talks about a certain person. And so we get a freeze frame that enables the character to expound a little bit more about the person we're seeing. And then it just goes right back into moving again. And I thought that was a really fun way of being visually exciting. One of my big problems, the reason I don't like voiceover a lot of the times, I look at Ready Player One, is so often they're used for data dumps and they're not interesting. Here, this is a way of telling a really visually interesting and gripping narration. It's like hearing the story from the gangster himself, and he's telling a good story, not a grandpa story. Yeah, it's a data dump, but it's an entertaining data dump. When he introduces Polly, and he's slow moving because he don't come for no one, they come for him. There's so much style in it. Yeah, it's the movie's big gambit. It's essentially a book on tape, right? It never stops. There might be a dozen scenes where people actually have drama, but by and large, we're watching montage for two and a half hours. And that's incredibly daring when you think about it that way. I think the truth of the matter is the first time you watch it, I didn't even realize that. It is because the voice is so strong and so authentic that I think that we just get absorbed into the world. If you're prone to be interested in what being a mobster is like, you're just as hooked as Henry is here when he looks out across at the cab stand and sees these guys he wants to be. I can kind of relate to the line, as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. It's like there's something about it that was appealing to me as a teenager. And, you know, I had a friend of a friend who was supposedly part of not-so-above-board operation, and I wanted in. I really did. I had a similar thing in high school. I knew this girl. She's Italian. She claimed her family was in the mafia. I'm like, hook me up. I want to join. She's like, you're not Italian. You can't be in it. I'm like, come on. Make an exception. But yeah, I wanted to do it. Here, they say that you can be in it if you're not Italian, but you'll never be a made man. You have to have all your roots. You have to be a pure-blood Italian to get made. And that's why we've got Henry and Jimmy who can't be made men. But I understand his attraction to the lifestyle. Easy money, easy women, easy power. And he got in it young. And you wonder how he would do that with his parents. I kind of thought his parents might be in it. That's what we see in a lot of mob movies. And The Sopranos, you know, it's literal family. Here, no, he's skipping school and they're going to beat up a mailman to make sure his parents don't find out anymore. <laughs> they're going to put him in the pizza oven if he delivers a report card or truancy letter to the home. And again, it's a black comedy. I love the line that there were no more truancy letters. There were no more report cards. There was no more mail for weeks. My mom had to go complain at the post office. It's, it's a good setup, knock them down like a stand-up joke. Yeah, the pattern, the way that these guys work, they're not all talk, believe me, they're action as well, but it is like they're giving a comic routine. These wise guys, that's what being wise is. It's being funny, it's being a funny guy. And you get that sense early on, it's much like that first Godfather. You sense the warmth. 
Before anything else, you sense these guys are fun to hang out at a barbecue. You could spend all night listening to tales and really be absorbed in it. And that's what's happening here as well. If you'd like to hear the entire review, head to the Now Playing Podbean patron page and pledge $10 or more. If you enjoy the show we do week after week, help keep us on the air. You can find a link to pledge by clicking the banner at the top of our website, nowplayingpodcast.com. Don't forget all that money. You can afford a more every week. Price to fit every budget. So call me now. Venganza Media Incorporated is not affiliated with the motion pictures reviewed or otherwise referred to herein. What's right is right. You understand what I'm talking about? No, I mean, the kids over here, uh, we're, we're hugging and kissing over here, and two minutes later, he's acting like a fucking jerk. All movie clips and music used in this podcast are the intellectual property of their respective copyright holders. They are included here for the purpose of review, and no infringement is intended. Nobody goes to jail unless they want to, unless they make themselves get caught. They don't have things organized. The opinions expressed are now playing are those of the individual hosts and may not reflect the opinion of Venganza Media Incorporated. What the fuck is it with you? I thought I was getting pinched over there. He's hanging on my fucking neck like a vulture, like an ending day. What do you want? Now Playing Podcast is an exclusive trademark of Venganza Media Incorporated and may not be used without the express written permission of Venganza Media. All rights reserved. You fucking believe that? In this day and age, what the fuck is this world coming to? This episode of the Now Playing Podcast is copyright 2018, all rights reserved, and no part may be reused or redistributed without the express written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Now take me to jail. <laughs>